Hey friends, welcome to episode 138 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dora Swift, and I want to warmly welcome you to the show. And if you are new around here, we are talking about Fierce Calling because every woman of God has one. And what is a Fierce Calling? Well, my definition is where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? And I want to ask you, have you ever felt called to step out in faith, but you've hesitated and you're really not sure why? Or have you ever felt overwhelmed by all the things, which I think that's a pretty loaded question because that probably just happened to a lot of us today. Um, So we are going to talk about that today because sometimes it takes laying things down so we can do the thing. My guest this week is Rebecca George, and she is the author of Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And doesn't that title alone just grab you? It says it all, and we're talking all about it. And I know what Rebecca shares will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. And I would love if you would share this episode And even if you could take a moment to rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. So please listen in while I have a chat with Rebecca George. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Welcome back. Today, I'm excited to welcome my friend, Rebecca George. She's an author, a speaker, and the host of the popular podcast, Radical Radiance. Don't you love that? Her greatest joy is helping women pursue their passions in a way that builds God's kingdom. Such the heart to a fierce calling. We're talking today about her book that's about to release called Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. That is exciting stuff. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. So good to have you on. Oh, Doris, I'm so honored. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about our conversation. Me too. This is exciting. I love the name of your book and it just like gets right to the point. Like do the thing. Like, how do you say that? Do you say do the thing or do the thing? You know, I don't know. How do you say it? I don't know. I think it depends (laughs) on the conversation, right? Of, is it a you know, am I challenging myself to take those faithful steps, you know, next steps with the Lord and in which case I'm saying, okay, Rebecca, do the thing. Right. And right. so it, it's definitely a call to action type of title, which, um, as a fellow go-getter girl, that's definitely kind of my style. So I love yeah, it. I love it too. It's almost something too. You can feel like the Holy spirit saying, mm. do the thing, you know, it's time. 
you yeah. know, to do that. So wonderful. Well, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Mm, I love, ooh, I love that question, Doris. I can look back over the last, I would say, decade of my life and I call it a thread, right? If I look mm-hmm. back, I can I can sort of tug on the thread that I've seen the Lord weaving in me and and through me. I, I pray in in my ministry work, and for about five or six years, uh, five or six years ago, I led a ministry for a number of years where we donated handmade hats and handwritten letters of encouragement to cancer treatment centers all over America. And it was really born out of my mom's cancer journey that praise God, we are almost a decade on the other side of, and Mm -hmm. she's a cancer survivor to the glory of God. And we're so thankful for that. And so the Lord put this ministry opportunity on my heart. And as, as is the case, when that happens, I had the opportunity to speak and share with different women's groups and Bible studies and uh, women's ministries at churches about what God was doing. And you'll relate to this, Doris, I would speak. And then at the end, I'd have women come up and and talk to me about kind of how the Lord was speaking to them. And I, I had a similar conversation most times with women. They would say something along the lines of, I love what God did through your mom's story. And I feel like I have my own version of that. God called you to do this thing mm-hmm. and to serve him in this unique way that was real tied to something you'd been through. And I, in a similar way, feel my heart stirred towards something and a way that I can use my gifts and talents to the glory of God. And then they would almost hush to a whisper almost every time and something would be holding them back, mm. whether it was insecurity, feeling like, am I really the girl for this job? If maybe it was fear mm-hmm. of, I'm just really scared to take the first step. Maybe it was doubt of, you know, is God really calling me to do this? And so I'd have these conversations with them and it felt a whole like a whole lot like the conversations I had with my own friends when I was taking that step of obedience, when I started that ministry. Right. And so I started seeing these themes of what we as women will, will walk through as we faithfully take next steps in our calling. And so as I continue to really sense the Lord calling me into more writing and speaking, that has been kind of the thread, like I said, that I have seen sort of weave through the last several years of ministry. And so uh, as I started praying about, okay, Lord, I, I sense that you're calling me to write. And I I feel really called to this path of um, of publishing and what would be that kind of first message that you'd have me to write. Um, it was this, it was how do we take our gifts and talents that we've been given by God and use them to advance the gospel, to build his kingdom and to see it that way in our everyday lives, right? I think Sometimes we get overwhelmed by the idea of purpose and calling and, and you and I are, are two girls that love talking about that kind of thing, right? Yes, of our amen. podcast lends <laughs> itself to those kinds of conversations, which right. I love. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I too get overwhelmed at times by, you know, okay, I want to make sure I'm being faithful to what God's given me. And so I was really passionate about just having that conversation of all the moments along the way in our calling that can be challenging, whether it be God inviting us into something new, 
Maybe we're enduring in a really hard moment in our calling. We all walk through those. Maybe God is asking us to lay something down Mm -hmm. and quit something in order to create capacity for something he's calling us to do. Or any of the moments I I mentioned a minute ago of of fear and doubt and insecurity and how do we turn towards biblical truth in those moments. It's not a matter of will we face those things, but where are we turning when we do Right. And so um, anyway, that's the long and short of where the Lord and I have been and, and kind of how this message came to be. Beautiful. And it's so true. There are so many women who struggle with walking forward in the calling because of something holding them back. And mm-hmm. as you put out there that they were quiet because of that still small voice that was telling them a lie you know, that they can't or that there's something that makes them not worthy to walk in a calling or that they have nothing to offer. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you have put this in tangible form for a woman to pick up and read and not only read by herself, but in a group, share with friends kind of have a discussion over it because it's time to, like you say, do the thing. So what are some things that God revealed to you as you were writing the book? Because I know oftentimes when you're writing a book, you're kind of living the message as you're going through it. So what are some things he taught you through this journey? Oh, I I love that question. And the thing that is immediately popping into my mind is a chapter that, and, and I'll, give a little peek behind the veil because most people don't know these things when they're holding a book in their hands, right? When you walk down the path of publishing, you have to write something called a book proposal that goes to publishers that, you know, are interested in taking on the project and things like that. So for somebody who's not in the world of publishing, they, they're going to have no clue what I mean when I say book proposal, but that's, that's what you have to do before you write a book. Right. And so you write essentially an outline of what the book will be. And there was a chapter that the Lord put on my heart that um, initially wasn't in the proposal. Mm. And it was actually a chapter about quitting. Mm. And as I was writing, the Lord kept reminding me of this moment that I had with my mom. And it was actually in the season when the Lord asked me to lay down that ministry that I described a few minutes ago and really focus on podcasting and speaking and writing. And I remember sitting at her house. And so so the Lord just really did a work in me of recounting this mm-hmm. and then digging deep into how do we walk through those moments when the Lord asks us to lay, to, lay something down. I remember sitting on her couch and she looked at me and she just said, you know, I'm kind of sensing that. Um, this season of ministry might be coming to an end. Do you, you know, do you feel the same way? And I remember looking at her and saying, and just breaking down. And I remember just tearing up and saying, yeah, I do. I love the work that God has done and I'm so thankful for it. And yet I sense God calling me into a new season and that feels really hard. And um, she looked at me and said, you know, you don't need my permission to be faithful to what God's called you to do. You don't need my permission to move on. But if it helps you to hear me say, I saw you be faithful and I'm thankful for what God did. Mm -hmm. And also I'm excited for where God's taking you next. And 
that conversation meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I think we all along the way at some point will have a moment where an assignment didn't last maybe as long as we thought it would, or we, we felt God calls to something and we thought it would last forever and it didn't. And there's a lot of guilt and shame that we can put on ourselves when those things shift and change that God and other people certainly didn't put on us, but we, we put on ourselves and, and sort of walking through those moments and and realizing that guilt and shame for what it is and taking those faithful next steps towards what God is calling us to next. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a really important conversation that I um, have, have been challenged in navigating in the past. And I think a lot of other women have too. Um, It's been really sweet to have, as you know, Doris, all these conversations leading up to the book launch and just seeing what God is um, just what God's using and what's resonating with people. And that is one of the conversations that I have loved having with different podcast hosts and seeing how God has used that, um, that part of the message that I didn't originally intend to write. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really sweet to watch him just, I think, free a lot of people from some of that guilt and shame and uh, have that conversation about what it looks like to quit well. And so um, anyway, that's the thing that came to mind when you asked that question of, you know, what's God done in you? And and I think he's revealed a lot about how I've walked through those seasons in the past and how I want to walk through them well in the future and, and is encouraged along the way. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that conversation with your mom. That was so sweet. And just hearing how you were laying that out and talking about how giving up even good things in our lives can bring guilt and shame. But if we're walking in our calling and walking in the spirit, we feel that tug. And so even when something is a good thing, we might want to hold on to it longer than God has us to hold on to it. So that chapter was supernatural. I mean, the whole thing, you know, when we write, God just pours out of us. Cause you know, after when you read stuff, you write, you go, who wrote that? You know? Yeah. I don't remember writing that. <laughs> wow. Okay. But, I did not um, pin those words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is not my word. But anyway, so that chapter is going to be powerful for a lot of people. Cause now that you've shared that it's something where it's almost like the whole book is amazing. And that one chapter is going to really speak to so many because it was meant to be there which is so cool. He wrote it in to your book purposefully, (laughs) even though it wasn't originally in your proposal. So what kind of titles did you go through until you got to this one or how did that work? Mm. Oh, I love, I love talking shop about writing. (laughs) Isn't this fun? I love this. So do the thing was my original proposed title, mm. which I am so incredibly thankful for because I realize how incredibly rare it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember actually sitting down with Blythe. So we have, we both have the same agent. So again, I'm mm-hmm. talking like people are going to have know what we're talking about. We both work with the same agent, which is a person who helps you walk through this process of getting a traditionally published book contract. And I, I sat down with her and one of the things that you brainstorm on in the very beginning phases is, okay, what will the subtitle and and title be Mm -hmm. and coming up with some creative alternate titles, 
you know, options and things like that. So we probably had 20 or more ideas of what it could be. Mm -hmm. And as I thought about, you know, at that point I hadn't pinned the whole manuscript yet, but in thinking about what I hoped would be true about this book, there was this balance, right. Of, of writing it for this go-getter girl, this, um, person, this book that I would have needed about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and also equipping her with a really gospel centered approach and, um, an encouragement in just balancing achievement and grace. Mm-hmm. And there were just, there were several kind of things floating out there that mattered a whole lot to me when it came to how I wanted to portray this message. And so, um, the idea of it being gospel centered kept coming to mind. And so as we were brainstorming subtitles, I kept thinking of G words. I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, gospel centered goals. Okay. How could we add on to that gospel centered goals? I've always loved the word gumption, gospel centered goals. (laughs) That's a great word. (laughs) And grace. And I kind of feel like I'm a go-getter girl. And I feel like my reader is a go-getter girl. What Mm -hmm. if it was gospel-centered goals, gumption, and grace for the go-getter girl. And I remember when we were on the phone and I said that in one, you know, sentence for the first time. And we both said, oh, that's good, you know? <laughs> and, and so we sent that to my publisher and it, and it was in my, you know, in my proposal. Mm-hmm. And um, oddly enough, it was the original proposed subtitle and they loved it. Nice. And so um, anyway, it, that's kind of kind of how it all came to be. Yeah. And even when we're talking about books and publishing, so many of the things that are experienced in that arena and in that space can apply to a lot of different other spaces in people's lives. Yeah. So it's so true. And, and yeah, gumption. We need to wor- use that word more often. So I'm glad that you have it in your subtitle because it's something we don't think about. But there are so many girls that, want to be go-getters, but the issue with some of the worldly and cultural aspects of that will burn us out quickly. So I love how yours is gospel-centered because it's not telling us go, 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 climb, 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 be the best at this or that or whatever, and reach for you know, the stars, no matter who you need to step on or kind of, you know, kind of message. It's about doing it for the glory of God, which is totally different. So, yeah. And as you're saying that, Doris, I'm just, again, a peek behind the curtain of my own heart in wanting to write this book. We can probably all think back over the last decade or so Mm -hmm. and you know, knowing the listeners that are coming to your show specifically, wanting to hear from you about their calling and, and following God faithfully in that. We've probably all walked in a Books A Million or a Barnes and Noble and looked at the shelves of of books in this space of purpose and calling. And mm-hmm. I won't name any names, but we could probably all close our eyes and think of some book covers of some books that have hit the shelves in the last decade that really were Um, certainly encouraging and encouraging a certain narrative of, um, you know, giving your purpose and calling all you've got and, and all of those things. And, Mm -hmm. and I read some of those books and as a fellow achiever, achievement driven type of girl, and that's the way that God's wired me, 
um, sometimes those types of narratives and messages just left me exhausted Mm -hmm. and really more, more in awe of what I could do than in awe of God and how I could serve him fully. Mm -hmm. And so as I came to the table of really feeling called to write, I remember thinking, I hope and I pray this book is the answer to what I actually needed a decade ago when I was reading some of those books. Mm-hmm. And, and so for what it's worth, I, I just think that's that bare saying, right. Of um, I think we're, we're hungry for a more biblical gospel centered look at this after some, some books that have hit the shelves in the last few years. Yes. I don't know. Would you agree? Does that yes. resonate with you? Amen. For sure. And sometimes when we read those books, instead of them being encouraging, they can also be discouraging because we look at all the yeah. things that we're not doing and that we That's should right. be doing and all the shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. <laughs> yeah. And this message being gospel centered is focusing on Jesus, focusing on our role in building God's kingdom and kingdom work and not focusing on us. I mean, it is us that God loves, you know, we, I don't know if that's good English, uh, but you know, God loves us and we have a purpose and a plan and he created good works in advance for us to do. And we really have to check our motivational box there and see what is our motivation for this. And we can get entangled in comparison and in striving and wanting to be recognized and all of those things. But we can really stray from our true identity of who we are in Christ. And we say that a lot. And I I think sometimes we say it so often that it kind of loses its salt. But we need to really be intentional when we say that. Because that's a really salty statement, you know, our identity lies in who we are in Christ. And so I love the message of do the thing because it is gospel centered. And I think there's a lot of girls out there who want to be go-getters, but just need that extra dose of encouragement and that extra like, you know, good word from a sister in Christ to say, you know what, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you are able to go get that, whatever the thing is that God is calling you to. So, and you had to wait for a time, right? Before this even came to be. And I know that we can all relate to waiting, whether we're waiting for a book deal or waiting for a prayer to be answered. So what was the seasons of waiting like? Because I'm sure it wasn't just one season. It felt probably felt like a lot of seasons of waiting for this to come to pass. Absolutely. I think that conversation matters so much. And I, and I talk about it in the book of, um, you know, I went to my first writing conference, She Speaks, in 2015. That was eight years ago. Yeah. And I thought I was ready to write then. I thought I had written the best book proposal the world had ever seen. <laughs> I was so excited. I felt, even at that time, I felt called to this type of message. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to write it then. Now I shudder to think of the book I would have written a decade ago when I thought I was ready, right? And I know you can probably relate to that too, Doris. And I I met with agents and publishers at that event and um, I heard a very kind, no, you have a lot of work to do and uh, you certainly have potential, but here are some things, you know, you want to work on. And, And so I did that and I went back in 2018, three years later, and the exact same thing happened. And yet I still felt very called to this work. And 
uh, actually sat down and I, I've told her thank you for this publicly and privately. I sat down with Nikki Koziars at that particular conference and she just really encouraged me to keep going and um, just gave me some real practical encouragement and and help. And I remember leaving and, I, you know, dusting my, dusting my shoes off and picking myself back up and going, okay, okay, Lord, I still really sense that you're calling me to this work. And so what steps do I need to take? And so I continued to, to work on it. And um, in 2019, I married my husband who is a lead pastor and that brought my life to South Mississippi for a few years. And, um, what your listeners won't know is I moved from an SEC college town. I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee, moved to South Mississippi to a tiny, tiny town. And, um, what you're imagining when I describe that is, was our reality, right? Mm -hmm. It was a town of 12,000 people, um, moved from a really fun college town into a tiny, tiny town. And, that felt really hard and mm-hmm. at the very beginning. And in hindsight, I can see just how God stripped away a lot of what I felt. Um, well, a lot of what felt familiar to me, a lot of what I took comfort in. And I can attribute that now to him giving me capacity mm. to do the thing, right. Yeah. And to continue to be faithful and, and walking down this book journey. And, um, so reconnected with my agent in 2020 and, and things kind of progressed from there, but yeah, it was about an eight year journey of really holding this loosely with the Lord and saying, okay, I, I still feel called to this. Help me, um, just take one logical step of obedience after another towards mm-hmm. where you're calling. And, um, yeah, we all face those times, yeah. right. And, and whatever God's called us to, whether it's writing or anything else. And, um, and he's just so faithful to guide us and direct us. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Um, but it certainly took longer than I would have chosen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know sometimes when we're waiting, but then we're on the other side of waiting. We're so thankful God didn't tell us how long we were going to have to wait. You know, I think yes. a lot of us can relate yes. to that. Because if, if we, if he revealed how long it was going to be, we could just say, forget it, give up, you know, and quit. But mm. he... He keeps us going, and what kind of came to mind, you might even have this in the book somewhere, but before you do the thing, you have to do the work. You know, we, we're in partnership with God, right? So we have, to, we have to do the equipping and all of that. You know, he equips us, but he provides us avenues. And when we look back, we can see, oh, that's why I wasn't ready, because I had to do this first, or I had to do that first, or I had to talk this person first, or I had to talk to that person first, you know, and so he uh, puts people in our path and affirms things, and sometimes when we do write books or anything in life, you know, and we think we're ready, we realize later that there was another season that would have been left out had we done it in our Mm -hmm. timing, and his timing is perfect, so that's exciting. So tell us about how can the listener connect with you, get this book, and what are some of the exciting things they can get when they grab the book before it releases? Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited to share that with everybody. So as far as where they can connect with me, I am probably the most active over on Instagram and my handle is at Rebecca George author. Mm -hmm. And okay. 
I'm there's so much I'm excited about. First of all, I want to make sure I mention I absolutely love the way my publisher laid out this book and just created for so much space for you to process what God is speaking to you as you read. And so there's a section at the end of every chapter called For the Go-Getter Girl. Mm-hmm. And it has scripture for reflection, prayer prompts, questions that can help you process how the Lord's speaking to you. And there is also an interactive video series that we're super excited about. It comes with your purchase of the book. So you don't have to purchase like a leader guide or anything like that in addition to the book. And so after every two chapters, there's a quick video where I come in and just kick you off, whether, you know, maybe you're doing a a book club or a small group or something like that, um, that can certainly kick off your session together. And, or if you're doing it alone, it can just be a little extra dose of encouragement along the way. So I love that. Um, it's more than just a book that we just set on a shelf when we're done. It's really something that we can dig in and and process through how God's speaking. So I love that. Mm -hmm. And, um, in terms of purchasing the book, in pre-order season and what all of that entails. It is pre-order launch season for Do The Thing. And so if you pre-order the book with your favorite online retailer and head on over to dothethingbook.org, you can access all of the pre-order goodies if you want to join the launch team. And I'm so excited because Doris actually got to participate in one of those pre-order gifts. We put together a 30-day devotional called Your Gifts, His Glory that walks through a lot of the different topics that I talk about in the book just from the perspective of myself and 29 of my other friends, including Doris. And so there's that devotional. There's the audiobook version of that devotional. There's a quiz called How Well Do You Know Your Calling? And a goal planning guide that will help you take practical next steps and walk through that as you read the material. And so when you sign up for the launch team, you will get access to all of that via email. And again, that is at do the thing Nice. And I'll have all that in the show notes. And thank you again. I was humbled and blessed to be a part of that devotional. That was really exciting. So I'm thankful for that. And those bonuses are golden. So thank you for sharing all of those. And uh, I hope that People will grab the book, but not grab only one copy, but I don't know, it just came to mind when we were talking, of course, grab copies for others, you know, for friends, Mm -hmm. maybe have a group study together, but also grab two books for yourself so you can do it like in one season and then wait and do it again later, you know, and see how God has really brought you through because we continually grow in him and we're sanctified day by day. So that would be kind of a cool thing. And I also want to encourage my listeners to check out Radical Radiance because if you're listening to this, you know, it's a similar space and I know that they would get a lot out of, out of that. So how many episodes in are you about with that? Yeah. Yeah. We hit 250 episodes about a month ago. So wow. we're probably getting close to the two sixties or so. And I, I say that because after book launch, so starting in April, we're actually going to be doing a series where we have a tailored conversation to each individual chapter of mm-hmm. do the thing for about three months after launch. Mm-hmm. And so for listeners who, again, I mean, I know all your people are super passionate about this topic of, of purpose and calling and being faithful in that. So if there's a particular chapter that you just want to hear more meat from, um, or if you're reading along and you think, okay, that'd be a great supplement to my reading, 
all of that will be available on the podcast. And so again, you can stream that anywhere you like to get your podcasts. Nice. That's a fabulous idea. So they need to subscribe now. And then when yes. they get the book, you know, they can jump into all those conversations. So perfect. Well, thank you so much. Rebecca, for being on the show. It's just such a joy and a pleasure. I wanted to have you on for a long time. And so I'm glad that this was the time that God had chosen for us to get together on here. And I will get this out so that my listeners can check out all the things and do the mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> Do the thing that they're supposed to do, right? <laughs> yes. So. Oh, Doris, I'm so, I'm so thankful for you and just honored you would have me. So I'm just super thankful for our conversation today. Okay, friend. Well, I look forward to having you on again. That would be awesome. And would love that. I will again point everybody to where they can grab all your things and we will talk soon, friend. Sounds good. Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope this episode really encouraged and inspired you, especially if you have felt that perhaps God was calling you to something and you've been hesitating and you haven't stepped out yet in faith. So continue to ask him and he will affirm it for you through so many different ways. And friend, you know, sometimes we just say yes to too many things like we were talking about in the show that there are times where we have to lay some things down in order to do the thing that God is calling us to do. And there are times when we say yes, because we think, well, because this person asked me, then it must've been God. But you know, sometimes we forget to ask God first, <laughs> which would make our lives a whole lot easier if we were asking him first, first thing in the morning when we wake up. You know, what divine appointments do you have for me today? Is there something that I need to say yes to? Is there something that I need to say no to? Is there something that you want me to lay down, Lord, so that we can walk forward together in what you're calling me to do so I can do the thing? And so we can do that, friends. We can set boundaries that are healthy and walk in step with the Spirit and do what God is calling us to do. And so remember that I have all the links in the show notes for you to be able to reach out to Rebecca and find the book and her podcast. I hope you'll join me next time when we're talking about your fierce calling. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.